Welcome to the next in our series of Reflections on Revival. Today we're thinking about the land of revival, and that is Wales. During the hundred years from 1762, there were no fewer than 16 revivals in that small country, and it is the revival of 1858 and the later one of 1904 that we'll be considering together. I've been fascinated by the account written in 1860 by Thomas Phillips that attempts to document the events of the previous year. The revival of 1858 was unlike those that had gone before, because there are no great names like Wesley associated with it, and the marks of revival came not through the preaching, but by an outpouring of prayer. One of the earliest recorded events happened when two congregations came together to worship. There came a moment when the people simply began to weep and cry out to God. It was totally spontaneous and unexpected. People had become began, began to come down from the mountains and in from the countryside to see what was happening. Phillips describes them as people who knew nothing of worshipping God. This pattern was repeated across Wales. Prayer meetings began to happen in all sorts of places. Churches and chapels, yes, but also in the forest and on the mountain, or on ships and in the slate quarries. The newly awakened church began to pray, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Everyone began came aware of their need of salvation, their guilt, and many, many people began to cry out for rescue. The wonderful thing about this revival was its universality, and by that I mean it was not limited to one part of the church. All denominations were caught up in it, so that there was unity like never before. Old feuds and disharmony faded into insignificance in their mutual desire for God. Their revived understanding of the work of the cross. It was also universal in that people from every part of society were not only recipients of salvation and the spirit of prayer, but spreaders of it in their families and workplaces. Children. Teenagers and adults of all ages came to faith. Quarrymen, miners, professors, women and men. No part of society was left out. One of the things that new converts were taught was that God should not only be worshipped in the public sanctuary, but also in their own homes. They were to begin family worship straight away which should include a reading of the chapter of the Bible and prayer every day as a household. Phillips tells the story of a 12-year-old boy who came to faith and received this teaching. Going home, he asked his parents if he could do this. His father was against it, but the boy persisted until they finally allowed him to do it. He read the chapter very well, but when they knelt to pray, he couldn't think of what to say, and his younger sister started giggling, which made the boy begin by praying for her, which then opened the way for the flow of the Holy Spirit in prayer. 
Before long, his mother and father and sister said they wanted to go to the chapel with him, and they all ended up weeping as they encountered their saviour. The other thing they were taught was that excitement and conviction of sin did not always result in a change of heart, so their profession of faith was to lead to holiness and a lifestyle in line with the Bible. And so another mark of this revival was a huge reduction in drunkenness and violence, such that many pubs closed, sometimes from lack of business, but at others due to the publican's change of heart. Sadly, by 50 years later, the wells of revival in Wales had begun to run dry. Until a young man from the mining community called Evan Roberts began to cry out to God with a deep desire for the Holy Spirit. God answered his prayer. Evan was at a meeting where Seth Roberts was preaching. Seth had been praying for God to send a revivalist from the mines or the fields who would have confidence in the Holy Spirit, not his own training. Evan left that meeting on fire to tell others in Wales about Christ. He started in his youth group and despite some opposition, the fire of God began to spread again across Wales. And it is estimated that 25% of the population came to faith. This revival was also typified by prayer and holiness. There were stoppages in the mines, not due to the miners and management being at odds with one another, but because the pit ponies could no longer understand the commands of their miners without the swearing. For us today, I think we need to remember that these revivals were carried out, carried by ordinary working people not the professionals. Men, women, children, old, young, rich and poor, manual workers and the highly educated, all not only received but also gave away. And when we think about how a revival might start today, where do we look? Do we look to the church leaders to usher it in? Or do we look to well-known preachers and churches from around the world? Or are we prepared to seek after God for ourselves and be open to him using us to be a fire starter? And are we looking around us, asking God to show us where he is starting fires so that we can go and catch what they have, even if they're not well known? Prayer and holiness were the result of these unexpected revivals and I think this is a challenge for all of us who are Christians as we hear of their passion and determination to be right with God and to deal with areas of unholiness in their lives. And there's an encouragement from the example of people like Evan Roberts to persist in prayer. And finally, perhaps our current situation where we are worshipping in our homes on Sundays might make us ask the question of how can we develop family worship, reading scripture and praying fervently together, even with our non-believing family members. This is countercultural, even in the church, where we have, can still have the attitude that prayer, Bible reading and worship is something either I do on my own 
or in church with lots of people. So I don't need to gather with my family or household to do this. So to end with some words of Chris from Christmas Evans on revival from 1855. Revival is God bending down to the dying embers of a fire that is just about to go out and breathing into it until it burns again into flame. <laughs>